Australians lose $24 billion a year gambling, more than any other country in the world. But what if you knew the odds were stacked against you from the beginning? With the help of a whistleblower, ABC reporter Steve Kinane has uncovered the covert tactics used by one of the world's most successful sports betting agencies, Bet365, to gain an advantage over its customers. Steve Kinane, welcome back to breakfast. Geraldine, good to see you. What's Bet365? They are a fascinating company. They're based in Stoke-on-Trent in the UK. You might be familiar with that part of the world Mm. as being the old pottery area where Mm. Wedgwood, Royal Dalton, those kind of companies sprung out of. But now Bet365 is the largest private employer there and one of the largest gambling companies in the world. And they're headed up by a woman called Denise Coates, who paid herself $500 million last year, making her Britain's highest paid CEO. Uh, It's reported to she's the highest paid female executive in the world. And they have an operating profit of over a billion dollars a year. And the people I spoke to in the UK, one person in particular, Brian Chappell, he's with a consumer group called Justice for Punters, said that they pioneered this model, which he called the ban or bankrupt model. And what that means is that they suck you in with good odds, free, free promos and free bets. And then they filter out these successful gamblers. So their business model is based on milking the losing gamblers. So if you are even moderately good, they will restrict how much you can gamble. So you might only be able to win 5 or $10 at a time. And in a sense, that's effectively a ban because people go, well, why am I going to bother? And that model has spread to the sports betting industry in general. And so what they do is really rely on the losers and don't accept punt, uh, bets from the, the successful punters. So it sounds like rigging to me. Is that what the company's accused of? Well, they say it's in their terms and conditions. They say they operate in their terms and conditions, but there's a real lack of transparency here. So we followed a guy called Daniel uh, Laidlaw, who was a punter. Now, I should say that he's a professional poker player, but he uses does sports betting as a hobby. So he's good with probability, he's good with odds. And um, he, we got him to phone up Bet365 and he was trying to say, well, why are you banned me? Why have you restricted me? And they just wouldn't tell him why. They don't, they don't explain why. Now, everyone knows who does it, does the betting, that they are restricted because they're successful, but they won't admit it. Why has the whistleblower come forward at this point? Okay, so the whistleblower, James Poppleton, um, says it's a matter of his conscience. Uh, he said there's a couple of things. He, he, he told us about the restrictions, but he also uh, claimed that there was a delay in what's called in-play betting, and that's when you bet uh, in sport live as it happens. So that might be the next goal, might be the next wicket or whatever. Uh, he thinks there's a delay of one to three seconds in their system, which gives the, the bookmaker another advantage. Now, Bet365 has come out and said that this is not happening with their in-play phone betting. But we have seen screenshots that from inside Bet365, which suggests delays have been added to certain customers' accounts. But yeah, for, for James Poppleton, it's a matter of conscience to him. I think punters, when they find out, will be angry. Aussie punters think they're getting a fair go, they're getting a fair game, a fair bet, and it's not. You can't win, those that win are stopped, those that lose are exploited, and then they develop cheating techniques as well. So I'm speaking out about Bet365 because the information I know is a burden on my conscience. Why are these alleged techniques so successful if everybody sort of half knows about them? Well. They know about the restrictions, but they don't know about the other policies, I don't think, like the alleged delay. Um, mm. That's not something that's been re- been revealed before. Now, 
I, sh- I need to reiterate, Bet365 says this doesn't happen. Um, but also, we came across a, a policy document of theirs called their Problem Customer Policy. Now, that term problem is n- normally associated with problem gamblers in the gambling industry, but here they're referring to problem customers as people who they thought were gaining an unfair advantage over the bookmaker. Uh, so, they were finding ways of restricting those people as well. So, look, I guess the techniques are successful because they've pioneered the method all the other companies had to play catch up because what was happening was was that they were getting all the losing bettors back gambling with them. So Bet365 in pioneering this model was, um, sorry, the winning punters they were getting back. Yeah. So the other companies had to follow follow the leader. Um, and so that is why the, the techniques are successful. But what it is leading to uh, is people gambling offshore. So the Australian federal government's losing $100 million in tax revenue each year because increasingly people who want to place a bet on sports betting go offshore and do it offshore. So so what kind of punter does it affect most? I mean, do you try to isolate that in your program? Well, it affects all kinds of punters. Uh, people who are moderately successful get restricted. Um, and I mentioned Daniel Laidlaw before. Um, here's what he had to say about how um, he's been restricted. And then when I tried to place my usual size bets, um, it was apparent that I could only bet to win an amount in the range of 5 to $10 when like previously I'd be able to bet to win amounts between $1,000 and $5,000. The lack of transparency is, is what I have the biggest issue with. Like if, if you're not allowed to win and you're going to be restricted if you are winning, at least tell people that so they know where they stand. Uh, are these practices illegal? Well, Bet365 says everything that they do is within their terms and conditions. Uh, and certainly when, when it comes to restricting, they say things like we can suspend your account if we see fit without giving you a reason. Uh, they certainly say they operate within the law as well, and there's nothing that we can see that says that they've uh, broken the law. But interestingly enough, Geraldine, the regulator, the main regulator for sports betting in this country is the NT Racing Commission. Even though the Northern Territory only represents 1% of our population, most of the big sports betting agencies are based in Darwin because of a, uh, a tax system that was set up to... Um, you know, basically allow people, allow the corporate bookmakers to set up shop uh, up in the Northern Territory. So the NT regulator um, said that they would look at the issue of delay if somebody had raised it with them, uh, the, that allegation. They said they've not heard that before. Um, so we've been talking to Andrew Wilkie as well, and he thinks it's time for a national regulator of gambling in Australia. And I know there are other calls coming from people like Samantha Thomas, who's a well-known gambling ac- academic in Melbourne, that there should be an ombudsman or ombudsperson for gambling in this country. Sounds very good to me. Good story, Steve. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Geraldine. Uh, Steve Canane's background briefing. Uh, you can hear the full story there. And the ABC is launching an investigation into what is going on behind the scenes of Australia's gambling industry. If you've worked inside the industry or you've lost big, we would like to hear from you. To get in touch, all you need to do is to go to abc.net.au forward slash investigations and follow the prompt. And over the next year, you'll see the stories that come out of this investigation. Sounds very timely on all your favourite ABC platforms.